the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be born. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Rightfully Ours. Through God's Word, He's actually presenting us an opportunity to receive and achieve everything that He said that He has prepared for us. Through His Word, God our Father is inviting those of us whom He loves to receive and achieve everything that He has prepared for us, things that are rightfully ours. Since God's Word is absolutely true, and it tells us things that God has already prepared and waiting for me and you, then we might as well believe it's true so that we can receive and achieve all the things that God has waiting for me and you, especially since those things are rightfully ours. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Rightfully Ours. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. We got a Bible which I invite you to turn to John chapter 10. Come on, let's dive back into this awesome teaching that God has given me and you so that we can have the right mindset to get what he has in store for me and you. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Rightfully Ours. Rightfully Ours. Because there are things that are rightfully ours that God wants us to know about, understand about, and even more importantly, know that they're rightfully ours so that then they can become ours like he really wants them to do. Because we've been finding out that if we don't really understand that these things are rightfully ours, then that thought that we have gets in the way of us receiving the things that are rightfully ours that he wants to give to me and you. Because they are rightfully ours. John chapter 10, verse 10, it reads like this. John chapter 10, verse 10, it says, The thief cometh not before to steal, kill, and to destroy. I am coming that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Of course, we know the thief is trying to stop you from receiving what God has in store for you. He's trying to steal, kill, and destroy every opportunity you to have and be and and, and live like God wants you to do. But yet, Jesus said, I am coming that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. But notice he used the word might, which means opportunity, which means that it's an opportunity for you to receive it. That doesn't mean you're going to receive it. Just because he came for you to get it don't mean you're going to get it. Even though he is going to make sure you get it if you let him give it. Because you got to let him give it for you to get it. Do you get it? Yeah. Amen. Praise God. God you got you to let him do this. Because otherwise you won't, he won't do this for you. Not because he don't want to. Not because he doesn't, isn't prepared to. Not that he didn't show up to. But as you won't let him do what he wants to do. Praise God. Well, we're going to be a people that's going to let him do what he wants him to do. We're going to give him the opportunity to be able to fulfill the opportunity. To be able to be a blessing unto me and you. And be able to deliver to us all the things that are rightfully ours. Because he said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Which means there's all kind of stuff up in the middle of the life that God has in store for you. Probably, and I'll guarantee you, is more of the life than you already lived that he got planned for you. 
God's got more in store for each and every one of us up in here. But in order for us to get that more, we got to understand that this is rightfully ours. God intends this for me and you. We find out that God has prepared for us exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. That's what we was learning about last time. He's got prepared for us things that are exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever ask or think. Stuff that ain't come to our mind God has, has in store for us at this time. Stuff that never enter in our heart God wants to part to me and you and be able to put this in the life of me and you. And we found out also that, that, that the blessings of God are already yea and amen in Christ. God has already said yes to us. God has already said amen to us. He's waiting on your yes to match his yes so that he can then be able to do what he wants to do for you. Somebody say yes. Yes. Yeah, God wants your yes to match his yes. And God's yes is an emphatic yes. God didn't show again, come all this way from darkness to, I mean, from light to darkness and from, from heaven to earth. They'll be able to just, you know, you know, you know, well, you know I'm going to see what I can do. No, he came with a purpose. And that's to bless me and you. Praise God. Salvation was step one in that opportunity to do what he wanted to do. Because he couldn't bless us like he wanted to unless he got us saved. And now that he got us saved, he said, oh, I got some stuff prepared for you. All I need you to do is love me and let me do what I do. Come on, let's love on God and let him do what he do. So that God can be able to come through like he wants to do. Because God says he's already got it prepared for us. He's already done it. He's already made it. It's already there for us. It's waiting for us. It's sitting waiting for us. It's waiting for us. It's time for us to receive what he has in store for us in Jesus' name. Somebody say it's time to receive it. Turn to 2 Peter chapter 2. Come on, let's dive into today's stuff. I'm telling you it's going to be a blessing to you. Let's make this stuff not wait too much longer. Yeah, it's the both side. Let's make it not wait too much longer. Sitting over there tapping his toe. Wondering like, what's waiting? What's up with them? I'm glad that, that the promises is patient. Because otherwise they'd turn around and walk away. Say, forget them. But our promises is in their way. God said, you sit there and don't, until, until I prepare them for what I have in store for them. Somebody say, prepare me. Prepare. Amen. We're in 2 Peter chapter 1. See, we've been given wonderful promises that God has in store for me and you. Wonderful promises that shouldn't be missed out on, but understood that they belong to me and you. They're rightfully ours. Second Peter chapter one, we'll begin reading at verse one. It says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith. Anybody here got like precious faith up in here? That means that you believe in Jesus Christ. Anybody here got like precious faith? Anybody here that ain't gonna raise your hand no matter what I ask you? Praise God. Okay, I'm just checking. Praise God. Amen. I was just saying how many people is going to be eligible for the altar call later. Praise God. Hallelujah. Simon Peter, a servant of an apostle of Jesus Christ, of them that obtain like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace be to you and peace unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these exceeding great and precious promises ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Oh, yeah, I want to escape that. But I also want to receive what he has in store for us. Now, many of us have already escaped the corruption. Amen. We've already escaped. 
I was like, I was hoping for a few more amens on that. Many of us have already escaped the corruption. Amen. Praise God. We've escaped the corruption. But many of us have also eluded the opportunity to receive the great and precious promises that God has in store for me and you. That's all right to duck the corruption, but don't duck the promises. Because God's got some promises of you that you need to quit ducking. Look at your neighbor and say, quit ducking. The promises, that is. Praise God, amen, the promises. They want you to duck the corruption, but, but don't duck the promises. Praise God. In fact, God has made promises to us. That word promises, I love this, means a self-committal. That word promises right there means a self-committal. Whereas God committed himself when he made these promises to us. He committed himself when he said he made these promises to us. Come on now, has anybody ever made a promise to you? And then come back and look at you like you're wrong for coming to get what you promised them you would do. You're like, wait a minute, you the one said it. I didn't say it. You the one said it. Come on up in here. Well, see, that's, what a, that's, that's the kind of mindset you ought to have in relationship to it. Because, you look, I came here because of you. I came here because of what you said you was going to do. I came here because of what you said. I wouldn't even have been here. I'd have been some, sitting someplace else, doing something else. But I'm up in here because of what you said. So don't play me like that after you say it. God said these things. He promised these things. I know you get nervous now. Wait a minute. No. Remember, he said, put me in remembrance of what I said. Talk to me about what I said. Because that's our, that's our position of faith. We can stand there in faith because you said, you said that these things were available to me. You said that I can have these things and these can be me. You said it. I ain't I, 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 I bring that up. You brought that up. I didn't bring that up. You said it. You said I could be healed. You said I could be rich. You said I could have peace of mind. You said I could have all this stuff at this time. You said I could have the gold. You said I could have the silver. You said I could have the riches. You said it. I didn't bring that up. But now that you said it, you committed yourself to this. God said, I know, because that's why I use that word. He said, when I promised you, I committed myself to you. This was a self-committal. It's a self-committal that's done in assurance of his confirming, his conferring to us what it is he said he's going to do. It's a self-committal of him coming through for me and you. It's a self-committal of him conferring goods in our life. The God that's good is going to bring goods to your life. And you know he knows what's good because he's good. Hallelujah. He's committing himself to you. God committed himself when he made those promises to us to come through for us and conferring whatever promises that he promised us. And the promises of God, which are rightfully ours, are called exceeding great and precious promises. They're called exceeding great and precious promises. What book are we reading out of? What book are we reading out of? Second Peter. Who wrote that? Peter. Go deeper. Who wrote that? Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit is the one that inspired Peter to be able to write. Holy Spirit is the one that chose the words that Peter just conveyed to us. He was the mouthpiece, but Holy Spirit was the author. And he chose the words that is going to be spoken. Is anybody hearing me up in here? So this ain't Peter choosing these words. This is Holy Spirit choosing these words. 
Whereas the Holy Spirit inspired Peter to call them exceeding great and precious promises. How many people think that the Holy Spirit knows what God has in store for us? Since he's the one that's going to reveal it to us. Which means he done synced it. Come on, conjugate your verb accordingly. He done synced it. Done synced it. Done put his peepers on it. Know exactly what they are. And he came back and said, yo, Pete, write this. God didn't just make promises. God made exceeding great promises. He made exceeding great and precious promises. Woo! I don't know. I figure he know what he's talking about. That word exceeding great right there is a superlative. It is a superlative. That means greatest or very great. Greatest or very great, which means the promise of God has committed to confer unto us are very great. Holy Spirit said that. Very great. They're very great. In fact, they're the greatest of superlative. There's a greatest, at least in God's eyes. That's why the Holy Spirit had Peter say it. Now, they might not be in your eyes, but that's only because you don't see things the way God does. They might not be in your eyes, but that's only because you don't see things the way God does. But if you saw things the way God saw things, if you was plugged into God and God gave a chance to see what he sees, then you see, whoa, these are some great promises. These are exceeding great promises. Whoa, deep, 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 these, are, these are very great. These are the greatest. Glory to God. When somebody say, well, what, did you get yours from God? Yeah. What'd you get? What it's like? It's great. Everybody in here would be turning into Tony the Tiger. Praise God. We, these promises are great. Praise God. And we won't be no cartoon character. We're going to be the real deal, baby. But Pete didn't say just that these were exceeding great. But he said that they were exceeding great and precious promises. Exceeding great and precious promises. That word precious right there means valuable. These promises are valuable. The promises that God has committed to us to confer to us are precious in God's eyes. Which means they ought to be precious in our eyes. They are precious. At least that's what God says. At least that's what Holy Ghost said. And he ain't never been wrong about nothing else. He ain't wrong about this either. That's why the Holy Ghost said to Peter, yo, don't say they're just promises, boy. Say they precious promises. What are they? Precious promises. Objectively, that word precious means costly. Costly. Holy, the, 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 the promises God has committed to confer upon us are costly promises. They ain't just promises. Oh, yeah, yeah, God promised. No, no, excuse me. These are costly promises. They cost Jesus his very life to make them available to me and you. The blood of Jesus Christ was shed so you can have what God said. These are precious promises, costly promises. Not only did Jesus die for you to have it, but they cost many, many people's lives who came before you, their lives, even to make it known to you. It wasn't that they purchased it to you. It was just to make it known to you. Imagine if every preacher that preached to you died after he preached to you and knew about it ahead of time. That you may die if you tell them this. 
And then they turn to you at this and say, God's got something for you. Pull. And then the next one step up and say, God's got something for you. Pump. And then the next one line up. And then you see them lined up from generation to generation, from age to age, to stand there and make sure that the promise does not disappear, that you know that the promise is here. When from Jesus' day to today, folk have died, been cut up on, can cut asunder, sawed in half, hung, boiled in oil, used as target practice just to get the message to you that God's got a promise for you. That is exceeding great. And it's costly. Which means this ain't nothing you play off. Well, you know, yeah, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. No, that's not the way God thinks. That's why Holy Spirit said, hey, make sure they know it's costly too. Make sure they know that this ain't no junk I'm bringing their way. Costs a lot for you to get this. I don't know. I say God must have really wanted you to have them. What about you? Turn to Romans chapter 15. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Exceeding great and precious promises God has for me and you. Exceeding great and precious promises that God has for me and you. We find out that Jesus is the confirmation of God's fulfillment of his promises. Jesus is the confirmation of, of, of God's fulfillment of his promises. Now, when we call out of town to get a hotel room, we want a confirmation number. Amen. When we call out of, out of town just to get a, a car to rent, to drive from where we got to go, we want a confirmation number. We want some confirmations that, that you really going to do what you said you're going to do. God said, Jesus is my confirmation. That I'm going to do what I could see, man. And I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. Romans chapter 15, verse 8. I love the Lord. Anybody here love the Lord? Amen. We got something in common. Verse 8 says, now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the Father. To confirm the promises made unto the Father. Not just the promise that he was going to come, but there's other promises to come. Not just the promise that he was going to come, but there was other promises to come. Jesus was the confirmation. He confirmed it. That's what it says. He said, now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises of God. Jesus' very existence confirms that all the rest of God's promises are true. That all the rest of God's promises will happen. Why? Because he happened and he was a promise of God. So he being a promise of God that's there, make sure that you know that every other promise that I promised you is going to be there. He confirms it. That word confirm right there means to stabilitate. To, to, to stabilitate. Now, most people don't use that word. The word stabilitate means to bring, pardon? It, you good. Praise God. Watch out now. What's your, what your intelligent self? Praise God. Hallelujah. It means, it means to bring stability to. It stabilizes the promise of God. Because if you hear the promise of God, especially these exceeding great and precious promises that God has in store for you, 
you consider them kind of shaky. Wait a minute now. I ain't got, I barely got an eighth grade education. And you said himself that became Pope, can't did that so that I could become rich? And I don't hit the lotto? I can become rich without scratching off something? Yeah, I said that. It's kind of shaky. You mean when all the doctors told me that they couldn't do nothing for me but make me more comfortable as I go through until I leave this earth like everybody else do? You telling me that I can be healed from head to toe? Despite what all these educated doctors know? It's kind of shaky. Y'all ain't got to say it's true. It's true anyway. It's kind of shaky. But Jesus Christ stabilitates the promise of God. He stabilizes the promises of God. He makes stable. He, he firms up the promises of God. That word stability, that word confirm also means to establish the truth, accuracy, validity, or genuineness of something. It means to verify. It means to establish the truth, accuracy, validity, or genuineness of something. It means to verify. So Jesus Christ establishes all of God's promises as being the truth. That all of God's promises are the truth because of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ establishes the accuracy of whatever promises God made to you and me. That he didn't mess up when he made that promise. That he didn't slip up and say something more than he wanted to say. Anybody ever slipped up and said something more than you wanted to say? Whereas you said to said something, but then after you said it, you're like, oh, Lord, why did I say that? Why did, why did I say that? <laughs> now, I got, now I got to live up to what it is. God wasn't like up in heaven. God said, I'll make everybody rich. And then the angel said, did you say rich? He said, who? Who said rich? He said, you said rich. Said, I said rich? Oh, gosh, gosh, doll, gosh, golly, gosh, golly. <laughs> now I got to go ahead and make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> didn't happen like that. He knew what he said, and he meant what he said. Amen. He said what he said so that you can live what he said. God establishes the accuracy of whatever. Jesus Christ establishes the accuracy of whatever it is promises that God made me and you. Jesus Christ establishes the validity of what God promised us. That what he said is valid. That what he says is valid. You have a valid driver's license, which means you can continue to drive. You have a valid marriage license so you can be married. I'm talking about valid before God. Jesus verified the promises of God would not be denied on God's side. Jesus' very existence verified that God's promises would not be denied to me and you. Why? Because he didn't deny him and he ain't going to deny every other promise that he gave me and you. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope even more that you're learning that the promises that God made in His Word to us truly are rightfully ours, especially since God tells us in His Word, which is absolutely true, that He wants to do all these things for me and you. So let's believe God's Word is true and do what He tells us in His Word to do so that every promise in His Word can be received by me and you. Promises that He promises in His Word that are rightfully ours. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 That's area code 210 
or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And talking about coming through, I got just a thing for all of our senior saints out there to do if you're in or visiting San Antonio this weekend. I invite all of you to an exciting fellowship that's held at Word of Faith San Antonio just for you. It's called Age of Grace. Age of Grace is a monthly mature adult fellowship for the saints ages 55 through 155 from all over San Antonio and surrounding areas. It's a monthly fellowship that meets the third Saturday of every month from 9.30 a.m. until around 12 noon, where our Silver Saints, our Golden Gang, and our Platinum Pack get together for food, fun, fellowship, periodic, inexpensive outings and day trips, and, of course, the Word of God. There's no charge, but a free will offering is always taken. If you need a ride, VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'd be glad to come and get you. So if you've been blessed by the Lord to reach the age of grace, that's age 55 through 155, and you're up for hanging out with some other saints your age who love God, who love the Word of God, and still love having fun and fellowshipping together too, then the Age of Grace Fellowship at Word of Faith is the perfect fellowship for you. So come on through and bring some other word-loving, fun-loving saints who are in the Age of Grace with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. And by the way, if you're 156 years or older, just call me up. I'll get you in. I mean, the thing is called Age of Grace. We got a little grace for you. Come on through. We'll be glad to receive you too. Come be blessed at the Age of Grace Fellowship this Saturday at Word of Faith San Antonio. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.